You are now tuned in to the Uncensored Podcast on Boss FM. Hey y'all, it's happy Monday. It's your girl Kayla. We're here with Uncensored with Boss FM. And it's your girl. Back I tried to hit my show tunes, girls. And you didn't. It's it's giving very much off Broadway. Can't get signed to Broadway. Well, it's giving very much. You paid free ninety nine and you got free ninety nine. <laughs> it's giving. Let me clear my throat first. <laughs> Girl, why do I end up on Broadway? You're not gonna tell me nothing. You're gonna be like, let me get a ticket. Now, nah, remember, but it sounds cool. like very on Broadway, off Broadway. <laughs> Um, girl, let me tell you. So, I was at my undisclosed, not gonna mention, new job. And so, in Jersey, New York, they have increased like the toll prices, right? So, this man calls and he's like, It's because of effing Biden, you Democrat monkey Jews. And I was like, Hey, and I was so confused because I was like, and he was like, You dark. <laughs> That's giving very much racism, but and then look, my co-worker, she looked at me, she's like, Yeah, he calls every day. <laughs> he said I got the time every day. <laughs> like he calls every day, like it's clockwork. Like the other day he called because like they're repairing potholes in New York. Yes. He yes. was like, the traffic is already bad and y'all effing got me stuck behind a truck trying to fix potholes F y'all and I'm like there's no way in heck that you could always be this mad like it's really a, that's a condition that's entitlement for white people for you and I was just like uh and I, yo, I, I, saw, I was telling my car guys like if he ever calls back I'm gonna really entertain him I'm like uh huh tell me more <laughs> How was your weekend though? My weekend was actually very relaxing. I had fun this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I got my nails and feet done. Ooh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Oh, Kayla, when are we going to get our nails done together? Clickety click. No, I got my nails done. Um, me and my mom, we did some shopping. Um, I'm a shopping addict. You know, I love anything shopping. Yeah, I did that. What else did I do? Oh, I went out. That was funny. So it was just relaxation and recuperation. Yeah, right now we recuperation repair. Your own personal rehab right now. That's what you're going through. Surely is. <laughs> but y'all, we have a quick recap for y'all because you know the show always gonna get better and good. Today we have top news, trending news. We have our sports segment. We have a game which I'm a little excited about because I don't think Kayla's gonna be able to guess anything 
that I ask her. But please stay tuned and follow us on Instagram at uncensoredblogs.fm and share your thoughts of the show with us. Bye. Welcome back to Uncensored on Boss FM. It's your girl Kayla here with Becca. And I'm going to toss it to your homegirl Becca because she's about to give us her T.O.P. top news. Oh, she did it! <laughs> T.O.P. news with B-E-C-C-A. Thank you, K-A-Y-L-A. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all, let us talk about BLM. Ooh, we're continuing with the spelling. After this. <laughs> <laughs> So the head of the New York City's Black Lives Matter chapter, chapter is calling for an independent investigation into the organi- organization's finances after it revealed a co-founder snapped up $1.4 million home in a, a ritzy Los Angeles neighborhood. So, Patricia, Patrice, who's 37, who is the co-founder of the Black Lives Matter and self-professed trained Mark. Marxist. What's a Marxist? It, it's the, I guess, the ideology that you believe in. Um, what is the philosopher thing? I want to say it's like Mark, Mark theory or something like that. Where you got that from? The Marx part? <laughs> yeah. No, I learned it in psychology class. <laughs> but I'm not sure about it fully. So she recently purchased a plushy property. And Topanga Canyon, completely complete with separate guest house and an expensive backyard. Like, I, if you looked at the pictures, that house is one of those houses that you'd be like in your dreams. Like, yeah. this is the house of my dreams. The way it's built, constructed, and everything. And as soon as I saw the house, I was like, I just know that's a white neighborhood. I just know it. <laughs> So basically, the AP reported that Black Lives Matter took in $90 million in donations last year, but it's not clear how the co-founder is paid by the organization as its finances are not very clear, okay? So then if you really go and look like at the houses that she's purchased, because it's not the first time she also bought something in 2018 and she brought in previous years compared to that too. So it all basically totaled out to a good three million dollars in homes. Um. Okay, granted, I know Black Lives Matter works for the Black people and helping them. Eh, debatable. Right, but that's their goal, right? Uh-huh. My thing is, great, it's a nonprofit, but why are people not expecting her to get paid from? Not a nonprofit. I work Boys and Girls Club and my other job are both nonprofits. They have a budget where they pay their employees. They just don't give money from the state. Everything is granted towards them and out of donations. So I'm confused as to why they don't think that she should be getting money from the organization. Now, my thing is, right, when I was looking into this article and I saw the houses and everything like that, I was like, hey, this is about to be so embarrassing. <laughs> like, because of the the purpose of Black Lives right. Matter, right? Having this type of conversation, saying that oh we're gonna investigate the finances, just kind of goes to that stereotype, you know, when it comes to Black people and money and everything like that. And this is about to be so embarrassing. I already there's already a lot of negative connotations to 
to Black Lives Matter from other races and the black community, i.e. myself, because I think that uh, they're very selective, and I think that the purpose sometimes, like their mission and their goal kind of gets a little mm, sometimes. Finicky when it comes to certain things. Yeah, yeah, it gets real finicky. But I think that this is going to be super embarrassing. It's going to be so embarrassing. I just think, I don't understand why people aren't expecting black, everyone knows about Black Lives Matter. It's a, a campaign that's very much known in the world. So that's why I don't I don't see the problem with her. That people expected it to be more like, oh, they're doing this cause out of the kindness of their heart. That's right, they are. It, I, hey, I, I, I just want to point out that this is the head of a chapter right calling for the probe into the organization's co-founder so i do think that there is like i've seen multiple people on my timeline be like where is the money going and for this to come out in a headline looks awful but it is um another chapter president who's doing it so either they would know or maybe there's some tea there like sour grapes I, i have no idea but I, I do think it's significant. I definitely agree. And I feel like with one chapter, this happening to one chapter, I feel like it's going to happen to a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to start getting looked at now. It's going to be a trickling effect. It's going to be like, do, 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 do. Like, everything they, th- everything they do is already scrutinized. Now everything they do is going to be under a microscope. Yeah. And um, I've seen on my Twitter that people were like, oh, she's buying a $3 million home. But I want to say, like, they said Eric Gardner's mom or someone's mom who uh, who has, like, a case where police brutality took one of their loved ones. Um, they're, like, struggling. They're in poverty right now. So then my question to you guys would be, are you expecting Black Lives Matter to constantly give to these parents or loved ones checks? I think- or re- some type of reparations? Because they decided to help. Amount of follow through. You can't say that you're going to be the voice for a for a family, and yet she's in poverty. Like I agree, but I'm saying continuous. Like it's supposed to be like a biweekly or a monthly thing. You think that they're supposed to continue to give their money, or maybe when it first happens, they give them some type of reparation. But support doesn't even have to just be financial. It could be you know emotionally, mentally. Right, checking in on them. That's what I feel like once, you know, the whole thing blows up, I feel like they kind of do that behind the scenes. But I I wasn't expecting them to give these people or the loved ones a continuous amount of money. Well, and there's, uh, there's government money available for people. They just need grants written or a sponsorship or something. And that's what thing like BLM can do for people like Eric Garner's mother. Why that isn't happening, who knows? Um, and like, if people are giving BLM money, they have a right to know where that money is going. And if that money yeah. is going to people's multi-million dollar mansions, but also okay. like $3 million worth of home in New York City, does this woman just have good credit? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't mean that, that she- and BLM might not even be her, her only job exactly. at that too. She might have another life. Exactly, this is a complex situation. And I feel like if you're a co-founder, you probably invested a certain amount of money, so the money has, you have to have a certain amount of money too. 
they not she might be invested in stocks. She might got a bit of Bitcoin. Co-founder, because you you look pretty. Right, but they took in ninety million dollars. Shit, three thousand of that, three million of that. You left with eighty-seven million. Where the eighty-seven billion? If it is from the donation, was <laughs> in the comments because you know people can't take nothing serious. They're like, "Dad, if she was mad about not buying a house, you could have just said that." <laughs> <laughs> crying. But another thing I want to say is, she bought this in a white neighborhood. This is where a lot of people are upset about too, because you preaching Black Lives Matter, this Black Lives Matter, that, and the 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 place that she just recently bought her house at, the population for Black people is one point eight percent. So okay, so 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 so, so. you want her to buy a three million dollar house in uh, Harlem? There's you want to buy a three million dollar house in Compton? There's definitely black communities that are wealthy that she could live in. Name one. You said name who? Name one. Come back. <laughs> Atlanta. What? Girl, Atlanta. I'm just saying this. I maybe because I've started watching the series Them on Amazon this weekend. Oh <laughs> but personally, the white neighborhoods, like, I, I don't see her with nothing wrong with living where she found her house at. That's where she found she's supposed to take the house that she fell in love with because it's not in the right community. I mean, as someone who lives in a white community, it's very irksome. <laughs> but I, just, I just feel like her placing her there, that's going to make the white people mad. So, what she's going to do is instill her Black Lives Matter findings, teachings, research. I think that's real touchy. It's a real bright area to me. I hope she she makes that that house as black as possible. She should paint it black. Girl, I better see Kente cloth everywhere. <laughs> I'm just saying because I, I I'm an advocate for put yourself in an uncomfortable place and show your blackness out. Like I'm here for all of that. Right. Make them white people feel uncomfortable. Cause like, that's what they was doing and then the series that you're talking about. I didn't see it, but one of my friends posted like the, the, a, a small snippet. And it's like the white lady, she saw like the black family driving through the town and she going to grab her luggage out the trunk and start running. Like, mm-hmm. girl, they are driving down the street. No, who going to jump out the car to come snatch your your, your luggage? Like, I ain't going to lie though, that series, y'all should watch it. It's, it's crazy. I it too, because I was a little intoxicated on Friday too. I was watching it while I was drunk and it was scary <laughs> but on that note that is all that we have for top news stay tuned right after this break for some trending topics Welcome back to Uncensored with your girl Becca and Kayla. And Kayla, we never mentioned. We don't have Joey with us today, guys. Oh, we surely don't have our party boy today. How crazy that I remember him, but he think I be hating on him the most. What do you think? Because I remember him, I hate on him. And we're going to get into birthdays. Uh (laughs) (laughs) 
let's get into the happy birthday to you. A happy birthday to you. <clears throat> oh, I felt that in my bones. <laughs> so Jasmine Sullivan turned 34. Oh my god, what's that song that everybody sing that's by Jasmine Sullivan? Um, wait. So please come and Yeah, and they try and do that. Oh feeling. Yeah. Yeah, that's the song. My song. And everybody trying to do the lease. Run me my keys. <laughs> Take them to church, John. <laughs> We also had David Letterman. He turned 73. Okay, get him. Kill him, Terry. Okay, before I continue, what age do you want to reach? Like, what is your goal age to reach? 82. Why so old? <laughs> Would you want me to die young like Tupac? Ah, he's not dead. He's in Mexico. John, what age do you want to reach? 70? Honestly, I want to get to the age where I don't start just chewing on random air. Like, I, I'm just. <laughs> That's when you don't have any more teeth and like, it's just your gums. Especially when I start talking to myself, like, like, I just no. <laughs> nah, it's not. I, I, I will shout out no when I don't want to remember something at my brain. I'm yeah. like, nope, doc. It's time for euthanasia. <laughs> <laughs> we also have made in TYO. He turned tw- China. Chayo. I don't know. I know I like this song though. What song? Is that not the club going up on Tuesday creative? Baby girl, I don't think so. No. I think he was black. He was, he's black. That's Whoever party next door. Part- oh. That was not party next door. <laughs> I'm party next door. I know that for a fact. Club going up <laughs> on a Tuesday? I think it's no, that's Macaroni. Oh, McKinnon. Yeah. Oh, whatever his name is. But May and Tyno, he made a song that we know. Let me tell you exactly what song, but he turned 28, y'all. He's black, so that's all that matters. Let's celebrate black life. Oh, right. After we just lost one. Mm. RIP to DMX's family. I'm just Huh? Huh? Rough Riders. <coughs> hey, oh, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Uber Everywhere. <laughs> you don't know that song, Uber Everywhere? Y'all, come on. This was popular, especially my freshman year when you couldn't have a car on campus. So all you had to do was take an Uber Everywhere. Well, I'll play a snippet. Ah, uh, 
I know this song. Girl, come on. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know that song. I never knew that was the name of that song. For sure. And we also have Claudia Jordan. She turned 48. Now, y'all, let's get into our trending. First topic. So Janet Jackson's wardrobe malfunctioned at the 2004 Super Bowl. Apparently, and according to the stylist at that time, it wasn't a malfunction. So the stylist who worked for the halftime show helped and helped to dress Janet Jackson is spilling new details and background about the infamous breast incident. So months before the Super Bowl, Justin's ex, Britney Spears, wowed at the MTV VMAs by kissing Madonna along with Christina Aguilera. This prompted Timberlake to try and outdo her at his Super Bowl performance. And says his stylist, says stylist um, Wayne Scott Lucas, um, and Page Six reported this, basically saying that Timberlake and Spears were that famous power couple, yada, yada, yada. And just in a negative light of the whole documentary, like we mentioned before, too. He basically asked her to make the outfit, asked for the outfit to be a little bigger. So when he went like this, It sucks that the the stylist is coming out because we all knew that. But my thing is, I didn't think it was a Justin thing. That's new to me. I thought it was a Janet thing because Janet was coming out with an album. So after she did the Super Bowl, I want to say like the next month or the next week, she started advertising for a new album. You see, but my thing is right. What I don't like is the fact that she, the, the the stylist came out years. Right. Like, what do you expect? And to me, it felt very clout chasing. But I also feel like when they get stylists who have iconic moments, they the interviewers ask them these questions and what they're supposed to do, keep lying. Because Wayne Scott Luca probably never even had an interview for page six. I also want so, to point out that she probably is guarding herself and her career. Mm-hmm. And maybe she just recently either stopped giving a fuck or retired and so she's not worried about burning bridges because this is like some tea being spilled right like people might not want to work with her after this yeah but I also feel like her saying is not going to do nothing to Janet's career or Justin's career now if she would have said it when it first came out it may have mixed up or did something to their careers but now I don't think it's yeah. too little too late yeah very heavy on the little too li- a little too little too late and you know it was right after like justin you know after he got mad backlash after people watched the britney spears documentary and then people started talking about janet jackson everybody was like oh we hate justin timberlake and then the stylist basically comes out with this little statement and it's just like people are like hmm should i hate him yes you should still hate him because my thing is so justin went to the stylist did the stylist not tell janet like did did he go to Janet before he went to the stylist? Or was Janet aware of this? Like, right now, I feel like the stylist is making it seem like this was all Justin's idea. Janet didn't know nothing about this. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I think that that's a really messy and touchy situation. I don't understand why she even had to well, he had to even speak on it because... I need more information. Like, no, for real. And, like, to me, personally... If I was Janet, I'd have been like, what are you bringing this up for? Like, dad, can I never live this down? That would be me too. But I also, as Janet, would be like, no, 
whether it was his idea, both of our ideas, or what, I would have to say something. Because it's it's gonna say something though, and like if Janet does say something, what is she supposed to say? I don't think Janet gonna say nothing. Janet's probably like you just said, why is this being brought up again? This is two thousand four. She's gonna think on better things. Bigger and better things been onto that. Mm -hmm. And I just like I said, I just wanna keep reiterating the simple fact why now? Because my thing is we don't let Janet Jackson live that down, but everybody let Kim Kardashian's sex tape be lived on forever without saying nothing about it. So, match energy, please. <laughs> Not that sex tape, because that pop up at least once a month. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. I just think that, like John said, them bringing it up was just clout chasing, or no, they're trying to. Um, burn bridges or they just retired like I don't really think or you're just bored like you know what I need some excitement in my life let's talk about this one situation and like who reached out to page six you did or did they right because my thing is why is page six wanting to interview you randomly if you're not working on a project right now honestly when I saw this on the fact sheet I thought it was a and I thought it was a throwback <laughs> Because, like, why is this story in the news? But that's your point, right? Like, yeah. this chick is just like, hey, I have I have relevant information about a news story from 20 years ago. And my thing is, if it was to outdo Britney Spears' performance, I feel like if you wanted to outdo, the best way to outdo is to match energy. Kiss Janet Jackson. No, he should have kissed a dude. thing is he's sick for wanting to outdo her that's that's, what that that's that really throws me off that throws me off but like he wanted a bigger performance and he wanted to basically show everybody that he was bigger than her first of all if y'all are in a relationship you, why are you trying to one up the other that's what i'm saying like that that right there that make both of y'all weird like because then my question is did britney do that because you made her mad so that's why she wouldn't kiss two girls so you said let me show a titty but my thing is right we mentioned how if janet jackson knew or anything like that i'm pretty sure britney spears and them two knew exactly what they were about to do so they must have argued about that you on stage kissing girls like, I, right, all right, so watch what I do, man. Watch, watch. That's that's weird. That's hella weird. Like, is that what celebrities argue about? And he basically was like, the stylist said, I wouldn't call it a malfunction in a million years. It was more, it was the most functioning wardrobe in history. As a stylist, it did what it was intended to do. So, it, I'm so confused because did Janet know, like, I, that's what I need to know. Did Janet know that Justin wanted her suit to be a little bigger on her so he could rip her titty open? And if anything, Kayla, you know, you're going to love this one. I remember when, um, bang, bang, but bang, bang, and Nicki Minaj came on and she was holding her thing like. Oh, yeah, but see that she, her dress malfunctioned. She couldn't get her dress to zip. So she said, oh, I'm running out of time. I'm about to go on stage and my titties just going to be out. She per- like she consciously made that decision. Her dress would not zip. Mm-hmm. Because she had too much body. 
But on that note, that is all that we have for Trinity Topic. Stay tuned right after this break because we have our wonderful springity spring spring sprocket segment with your girl back at Stay tuned. Welcome back to Uncensored with Boss FM. It's your girl Kayla, and I'm here with Becca and Miss B E C C A is about to give y'all some spring tips. So, Becca, what we talk about today? It's your girl Becca. Welcome to our spring segment, where we will discuss many things that highlight that feeling and sense of spring surrounding us all throughout the month. And for today, I'll be talking about some fun things to do during the spring, pandemic style. This spring, people are a little more hopeful as vaccine distribution efforts ramp up across the country. Spring is a wonderful season to get outside and enjoy the warmer weather, especially for us. We were cooped up for about a year. While some of us are all anxious to go on a hike or see our friends and family, some more than others, Rebecca doesn't like nature, guys. (laughs) We can't disregard health and safety guidelines. It is imperative to remember we are not out of the woods yet, and COVID-19 cases could surge once again as we've seen in Europe, especially as new variants emerge. Here are some tips on how to stay safe and enjoy spring activities. One of the best ways to celebrate springtime is to marvel at the blossoms in full bloom. There are many ways to enjoy beautiful spring flowers this year, whether virtually, in person, or by car. If you do travel, remember to research safety guidelines and come prepared with face coverings and hand sanitizer. Keep your distance between yourself and other members of the tour, even when outside. There are many locations offering virtual tours this year, which are a safe and convenient way to see the spring blooms anywhere in the world. Car tours are also a great way to explore an area and get lost in nature. Local gardens are also a suitable option to get your family out of the house, or you can even admire your own yard or neighborhood green space. Although spring break is often a time to travel and have fun in the sun with a large group of friends and family members, this year is still important to rethink our plans. Consider alternatives to distant travel and large gatherings to remain safe. Lower your risk by taking a road trip, travel to a secluded area to camp or hike, and follow safety precautions, especially with those outside of your household. Another thing you could do is go to the beach. Set your beach blanket and umbrella at a safe distance from others. Avoid crowded beaches. While at the beach, dining at an outdoor restaurant that observes social distancing and uses face masks is a low-risk activity. It is advised that you keep your face covering on while you're basking in the sun or relaxing. Bring more than one face covering in case one gets wet or sandy. When using a public bathroom, be mindful. Wear your face covering and wash your hands. Carry hand sanitizer or alcohol-based wipes and use them frequently. Of course, while swimming without your face covering, maintain social distancing. Always stay with your family or group. Wear a face covering when leaving the beach, especially when walking on the boardwalk or engaging in social activities. Now, something I completely hate to do is hiking, walking, and any other physical activities. When performing these activities with individuals outside of your household, wear a face covering or be socially distant. If you come across other individuals on your path, remember to give them space when walking by and have your face mask ready to put on. Always carry hand sanitizer so you can clean your hands if you use a bathroom or touch surfaces. It is best to enjoy these activities only with a few people and avoid groups if possible. Picnicking outdoors is a wonderful way to enjoy the warmer weather. Eating outside is a low-risk activity, but it is advised to keep gathering small and socially distant. Remember to stay at least six feet away from other tables and picnickers and have face coverings and hand sanitizers available. Avoid food that is shared and remember to bring disposable 
disposable plates and utensils to limit transmission. Enjoying a drive-in movie theater with those you live with is low risk and the potential contacts are low. If you plan to do this activity with a group of friends or individuals you don't regularly have contact with, make sure you all use face coverings and keep your car windows open for optimal airflow. Remember, group activities pose an increased risk and it further increases if multiple people who do not reside together are sitting in a car together. A car is not an optimal environment for social distancing, so make sure the doors and windows are open if sitting in a car or bring lawn chairs to sit outside. The safest way to enjoy the movies this summer is at a drive-in movie theater with those you live with and if you're in a group, stay in that group. And now for those that are 21 and older like me, visiting a vineyard or winery carries medium risk for contact intensity and number of contacts. If going to a vineyard, make sure you maintain social distancing and wear face coverings when you're not drinking or eating. Sitting outside is ideal to minimize risk and carry your own sanitizing wipes to clean menus or other surfaces before and after use to further reduce the risk of contamination. And make sure that the tables are at least six feet apart. Any indoor group activity carries a higher risk of acquiring COVID-19. And I hope you found these ideas for fun spring activities pandemic style to be interesting. Please stay tuned for more segments and don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter Twitter at Uncensored Boss FM to stay up to date. And as always, stay curious and beautiful. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Uncensored with Boss FM. I'm your lovely, always pretty, always cute, always funny. Got a great hockey key lab girl, Becca. Like just blowing. <laughs> it's your girl, Kayla. <laughs> you know, I got, I got represent Joey's energy that's not here. You know, so it's gonna be a little extra, a little oomph for me. But he's not. <laughs> You're always. Oomph. You're right. He's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he's our little picante pepper. <laughs> y'all we are into the game portion of the show and i'm a little excited for this one because you know kayla's known for always being the know-it-all of the show so let's see if she really knows it all you know (laughs) what (laughs) i told you i had that So the game is called What Am I? So I'm going to give Kayla a series of riddles and she's going to tell me what I'm basically like the the object or the person or the thing that it's being represented. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the first one we have is I use a long track. I transport heavy loads. Many tourists use me. Watch for lights to stop for me. I will show you beautiful scenery. You have five seconds. Five of camera. John knows it. If you don't get it, John gets it. John's not playing. I said a camera. I said a camera. You read it too fast. And I think I need more than five seconds. It's a train. Dang, I thought of a train. I said it's a train, but that's too obvious. <laughs> that's why I said a camera. <laughs> I an easier one. You know, I feel like we did easy ones too. I think you need to give me more seconds and read slower. I am hot. I live in the sky. I am bright. Don't look straight at me. I disappear in the night. That's the sun. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Are you ready for the next one? Yeah. I live in the water. You can drive me. 
I might make you sick. Don't put a hole in me. Tie me up when you're done. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like ew. <laughs> <laughs> now, Kayla, what you guess? This is really- a boat, a ship, um, a yacht. It's a little boat. <laughs> I gave all three. That's the extra point. Remember that one got a little nasty. Now we gonna get a little hard, Kayla. Ready? Mm-hmm. I am isolated with spring. I love to hop in the grass. I play in your vegetable garden. My teeth are long and sharp. I am soft to pet. A bunny. A rabbit. A rabbit! (laughs) (laughs) Ready? Mm -hmm. I am a home for royalty. There are many of me in England. I am made of stone. I am protected by a ring of water. I'm found in many legends. Read that again, please. I am a home for royalty. There are many of me in England. I am made of stone. You got it? Yes. Girl, I was like, she don't get this. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I am multicolored. I appear after a storm. People always play at me. Everyone takes pictures, and legends say this is gold at the bottom of me. Okay, it's a rainbow. First of all, secondly, I see this real video. It was so funny on TikTok. He was talking about how Halle Bailey followed him on Instagram, and he said he was a part of the leg booty in something community, but it meant LGBT community, and I was like, oh, that's so funny. So you got that from Rainbow? <laughs> I just can't. I can't. Ready? Yep. I'll keep your hair dry. Bring me just in case. I am long and light to carry. Don't open me in the house. I hope you don't need me today. I chose this one because, you know, it was raining all in Jersey today. It sure was. I thought Poseidon was on his way. (laughs) All right, Kayla. This is our last hard one. Ready? Actually, second to last. I am popular for winter sports. I can be very dangerous. You can go up or down me. I get colder as you get higher. Don't forget your safety gear. Hiking. Huh? You hike a mountain? It's a mountain. That's what I said. Oh, I said hiking. Nah. A mountain? I guess. I don't know. Does that count? That doesn't count. I still said the word. I feel like I should get a hiking. You said hiking a mountain? She could have said hiking a trail, but she did say mountain. All right. We'll give you half a point. We'll give you half a point. <laughs> All right, we got one more. Ready? Mm-hmm. Ask for me on an airplane. Fighting with me is fun. I am soft and comfortable. A pillow. Oh! <laughs> I wonder if I would ever be able to pass one of these. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> Ooh, me. Let's see. 
But see, you gave me easy ones. The, like the clues you gave me were very much told on, telling on themselves. I know. I want it to be nice. I don't like doing that to you. Like I thought you were gonna give me one like I'm white and black and red all over. Oh, you want harder ones? No, maybe next game. Let me walk away feeling victorious. I just do it because you're recuperating in your certain state. My certain state on a Monday afternoon is very much positive, happy vibes. <laughs> Girl, what? <laughs> but on that note, that is all that we have for our game segment. I'm taking the crown, especially because Joby's not here. But make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at uncensoredbossfn. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Uncensored with Boss FM. I'm your girl, Becca. You're also here with Kayla. And yes, we are missing Joey. And I miss his little hats <laughs> to the touch self, okay? But we about to continue with trending topics. So, Kayla, what else are you talking about? We are talking about how Nikina is pregnant with another... He's pregnant twins. physically, really? Nikina? Please, please. He's pregnant physically, no. But reporting um, his... I guess he was dating the VJ Abby De La Rosa. That's who his current baby mom is. Rosa. However, what's weird to me and what we're here to talk about is how he is trying to get all of his baby moms to function as in one family. Ugh. So it just a few weeks ago it was reported that he had reunited with his ex-girlfriend model, Lanisha Cole. However, when Shorty dropped the picture of them um, the video of them with his hands wrapped around her stomach, people were like, what is this? She dropped the picture of his hands wrapped around her, her stomach via IG story. But now it's, uh, and what's what makes this even more tricky is that for Valentine's Day, he did three separate Valentine's celebrations with each of his baby moms. What makes this more interesting is the fact that he recently spent valentine's day with two of his baby moms which is Brittany bell and some other girl with the last name cole i don't know her first name but um they both presented pictures of rooms full of balloons lanisha lanisha cole and they both um they both posted pictures of rooms being filled with balloons within and their initial saying that baby daddy did his thing. Hold up. Now, before you continue, right? I remember when Valentine's Day happened and I saw this junk, junk mess, right? I, the first thing that came to my mind was Sister Wise. I'm like, okay, Sister Wise. That's what I thought, but like, no. It's just Nick Cannon is out here fucking with no protection. I just, you know, that's why I don't really feel bad when Wendy called her one child, one of his children, the oops baby. Baby. But see, what's weird is he he's about to have another set of twins with the DJ Abby De La Rosa, but just welcomed the baby girl back in December. With an old baby mom who they have a three-year-old son with. To my knowledge, I just thought Nick Cannon only had the twins by Mariah Carey because you can't forget about them either. Well, they don't call him Nick Cannon for no reason now. I guess he is a Cannon because... 
because all he do is shoot. Ah, and no money. Shoots no blanks. So all you telling me if you had all that money, you wouldn't be shooting? Oh, baby girl, I would have my twelve kids by now. With no, no, no second thought. Right. That's why I didn't understand why a lot of people were mad when Kylie got got pregnant. I was like, why are y'all even mad about that? She's she has a life half of you twenty two year olds don't even have. Like. Right. Before touching twenty, girl. Before touching twenty, <laughs> I for me, I just didn't think that Kenny got down like that. That's why it's a little shocking to me. No, 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 no. I never believe a certain facade. I feel like the men that automatically call me queen, highness, and try to uplift me, those are the main characters. Those are the main characters that are playing a character they are in a live production called life and they're making sure that everyone knows that this is their part that's what i feel like he's doing and, and that I- makes me think that nick cannon and mariah mariah carey getting married was a whole, like they wasn't really married. i don't know because she seems really that, mariah carey nick cannon but she's very uppity like that's what i'm saying like how were they actually married but he got only mm. right I don't even understand how that whole relationship worked out I don't know but they were married for long they were married for like 13 years no they were not yes, I would give them the most was like 5 and that's pushing it you know what let me fact check because I don't want to be wrong they were not married for long Eight years. Wow. Oh, I got six years. But that's also Wikipedia. April 30th, 2008 to November 2nd, 2016. Sheesh. They lasted longer than I expected. But what the the road thing is is that he's out here having babies and like not letting his other... Are are people mainly shocked because it's Nick Cannon or are they acting like regular men every day in the hood? I'm it shocked because it's mechanic. Like wow. this, this is regular shit. But I'm just shocked that it's Nick Cannon because I don't know. I just wouldn't. Nick Cannon gives me I'm faithful in my relationship. Maybe it's because I just have uh, people issues. Have you ever heard his song um, "Gigolo"? He has a song. <laughs> <laughs> it's called "Gigolo." No, I've never heard of Nick Cannon rap. Like, I knew he did. I just knew his music was, was really trash. The only it's reason rough. why I know Nick Cannon's music is because of Wild and Out. They always clowning him for it. Because <laughs> he's always making music, but no one ever hears it or it never sells. It's just weird. Like, so if you have if you have other baby moms, do you think he should be telling them, oh, I got another girl pregnant? But my thing is also, a, a, I think a great conversation is just because the actions seem like it's in a y'all are in a relationship, the words and the conversation never came up. But I think he should do the decency of letting past baby moms know I have someone else coming into the picture. Who said he hasn't? Jessica White. That's one of his baby moms. She didn't know. So she's now randomly getting tagged and everything, trying to figure out what happened and it's just the fact that they can't even got somebody else pregnant. And you know people be trying to play a facade, right? 
it's probably yeah, true. that's like I don't think Future was telling all of his baby mothers who got pregnant. But anybody who dated Future never looked at Future was like, yeah, this is my Future. Like that's what uh, that's Dior is doing. That's her Future. Oh yeah, her stupid caption, something, something. My mouth. He he saw a dream in me, like Malcolm X. Girl, what? Don't bring that man into your mess. <laughs> That's not even the right civil rights figure. <laughs> I had a dream was Martin. The fuck. You said Malcolm. I meant Martin. Oops. Oh, then you fucking her up, making her look dumb. <laughs> dumb though. I was coming for her. I didn't know it was you. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I just misspoke. I love Malcolm X. That was a fine man. No, surely was with the red hair, but we off track. Cause about said, to- it was the glasses for me. Okay, four eyes. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about Travis Barker and how apparently he may have Khloe Kardashian's name said to right above his left nipple. Oh, hey, girl. <laughs> right above his left, his left nipple. Courtney. Have you seen the video? I ain't seen the picture. No. Do you know who he is, Kayla? Travis Barker. Yeah. No. Is the- that Travis Baker? Travis Barker, the drummer from uh, Blink-182. Whatever that. Mm-hmm. And the thing that irritated me as soon as I saw this picture is because, one, I feel like once you get your partner's tattoo, your name tattooed on you, the relationship's automatically doomed and cursed. I.e. Janae Aiko was getting Big Sean's face tattooed on her. But his whole body is covered with tattoos. So he probably has like 15 girls' names. Right, if he's doing that with Courtney. He had no space, so he had to put the tattoo. There's probably another Courtney on there. (laughs) But it doesn't blend. Like, it looks like he got it and then he tried to cover it up. Or he tried to fit it in. Honestly, it doesn't even make much sense to me. Like, I would never sit if my man ever. I would, I would rather chew a sneaker dry than my man get a, my name tattooed. If my man was to do tattoos, I say okay, let's do matching tattoos. But something that if we walk away, it won't like it can mean for just me and not this whole like a whole king and queen thing. If I walk away from the relationship, I'm still a queen. He's still a king. That's what I mean by matching tattoos. I don't want no tattoos to have a background story to it. Yeah, me and my first love got a tattoo together. No, thank you. That's not for me. Do you guys have tattoos? I surely do. And I'm about to get my second one. Where do you, are you comfortable describing it? It's oh, location? Yeah, it's on my back. It's, um, it's a dandelion and it's being blown away and it turns into birds. The birds go up my back. Um, it's like, like that on my back. Yeah, I'm a punk, right? So I can't even get a shot at the doctors without crying. So I, like, I have many panic attacks. I even want to get my ears pierced, but I'm a punk for that too because I'm afraid of pain, right? So, yes, I got these when I was a child, though. A little inkling, right? And so then every time I get close to it, like, I've walked into a tattoo parlor a good 18 times and I always run out. Like, I have a mini panic attack to myself. And the only thing I want is a finger tattoo and I want it to be a princess crown. And then I want to get my grandma's name on the other finger. So let me tell you, this tattoo, it didn't hurt. But I don't know. It's probably different from mine. It's not. I can't I can't do pain. I can barely do a period cramps. I don't get period cramps. 
like my pain tolerance is like dead zero but i think my the guy who did this he was really gentle for me how can someone be gentle with a tattoo don't know but like i didn't feel nothing and the only part that irritated me was when he was coloring or shading and it was because all right get off the spot like that was just can you get off the spot like it's, it's blowing my you see that's what my co-workers were trying to convince me they're like the thing is it's a bunch of little needles so you don't feel like one thing is stabbing you it's just it's like, it's, it's like four needles working at once and what what's scary is that's what that's what you hear but then it's nothing like same thing I, but I, I agree with you with the mini panic attack and I got my nose pierced and I had this pierced I had many panic attacks but literally like I would just tell myself to breathe with this the guy was like he pinched my nose and then was like um do you want me to let you know when I'm about to place it and I was sitting there with the, the thing he has the needle here and he's like you want me to let you know when I'm poking through and I'm like uh and I didn't get my answer out and he poked it through I ain't gonna lie, this one burned. My nose piercing burned. But it was because, like, he poked it through and the needle was sitting there. And it was like, all right, just take the needle out. That reminds me of me getting my first time getting my eyebrows done. I told the lady to count to uh, 10. And I was like, all right, she goes one, two, three, and rip. Oh my God, when I tell you, she almost caught the fade. Because what do you do? I told you to count to 10, you count to three. Unless, tell me you can't count to 10, now do it for you. Okay, this, this, the element of surprise takes away some of the, the element of surprise, and she was about to get herself knocked to the floor for that surprise. I don't think tattoos are that bad, but it also depends on where you get it. Girl, I'm scared. And I said I'm drunk, but they were like, you know, you're not supposed to go there because your blood is thick. You will bleed more. That's fine. On <laughs> that note, <laughs> that is all that we have for our trending topic segment. Stay tuned because we have some come on white folks and discussion of the day right after this break. Welcome back to Uncensored with Boss FM. I'm your girl, Becca. It's your girl, Kayla. And we've reached the third numero tres of the show. <laughs> you saw my little... Because you can't say our in Spanish? What is our in Spanish? You don't even know. Hora. Hora. Tres hora. I think it's hora de tres. I mentioned this in the beginning of the show, but our hearts go out to the family of DMX. He officially passed away over the week. No, on Friday. On Friday, he died at the age of 50. My heart goes out to him and his family, especially they were dealing with a tough week because everybody was speculating, oh, he's dead. This is happening. Like, just very basically spreading rumors the whole time while he's in the hospital. And that's hard as a family. Like, you're over here trying to hear updates, but then you're hearing all these different rumors. So it's like you're hearing conversations from both sides. So my heart goes out to them. Uh, another person who died was Prince Philip. Our, con- Our condolences go out to the royals, um, even though Prince Philip was a racist. We're going to give him his flowers, even though he married his cousin. Rest <laughs> 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 in peace to both of these two. Incestmeat.com. I mean, I, I think that's what they want to do. They like to keep it in the family. 
Um, and that's all. <laughs> that's all we gonna talk about that. Um, but please stay tuned because we have our come on white folks and our discussion of the day. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Unspensed with Boss FM. It's your girl Kayla, and I'm here with Becca, and we're about to hop into some Come On White Folks. So, today we're going to talk about this viral video, and it was definitely viral over the weekend, um, about the military um, black dude being pulled over by the cops and how the cops are super disrespectful. So, let's let's just play the clip, and we'll start with that first. You should be. Get out. Get out. Get out of the car. Get out now. I have not committed any crime. You're being stopped by a violation. You're not cooperating at this point right now. You're under arrest. You're being detained. Okay. You're being detained for obstruction of justice. Violation. I do not have to get out of the vehicle. You have me stopped. Really? Get out of the car now. Get out of the car. Get your hands off me. Get your hands off me. You know what? Get your hands off me. Not a problem. Back up there. I didn't do anything. Sir, get out of the car now. Hey, sir. Get out of the car now. Sir, look, I'm trying to talk get out. to you. Okay. I'm trying to I'm talk gonna talk to you. Get out. Please relax. Get out. Please relax. Get out of the car right I'm, now. Now. This is not how you treat a vet. Uh, I'm actively serving this country, and this is how you're going to treat Back me. Back up, Daniel. I didn't do anything. Back up. Whoa, hold on. Daniel. What's going on? Hold on. I just dropped it. Get out of the car! They just sprayed him with mace. Get out of the car now! Get out of the car now! Sir, just get out of the car! Get out of the car now! Yeah, oh, get out of the car and get on the ground now you're gonna get it again! I, I don't even want to reach my seat. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car! Get out of the car now! Listen, take off your seatbelt and get out of the car. Look, I'm just gonna just please. You're gonna do what you're told. Get out of the car. Look, take your seatbelt off and get out of the look, Take your seatbelt off. Look, my hands are out. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. My hands are out. Don't reach in there, Daniel. Don't reach in there. My hands are out. Please. Please. Look. What? makes it worse he was not only maced but he also was tased too it's it's a lot to unpack and honestly once he got pepper sprayed and his voice changed and he got stuck it gave me trauma back to george floyd and how we witnessed the murder on video so you know i'm not a devil's advocate so i just speak freely and like the wind (laughs) So when I first saw this video, you know, I definitely see where you were talking about you got trauma from George Floyd. And to me, it was like a, a regular <laughs> Thursday. And that's why I, I I hate to say it like that, like it was a regular Thursday, but we hear about these things every day. We march, we scream, we yell, but situations like this happen still every day. And it reminds me how this, today I was driving back from New York 
and I saw a man pulled over and it was a black man and the cop was walking towards his door and the first thing I said is God please let this man make it home that's sad yeah especially even in this video he said he was scared to get out and the fact that him being honest with the officer and the officer just saying well you should well you should be scared get out of the car and you know when I first was watching this I was like maybe they're trying to do like a reenactment because like the way the cop's voice sounded I couldn't even take him serious I was in like huh he sounds so frustrated for nothing like it sounded fake like honestly it sounded fake and I'm like oh they about to start laughing in 12 seconds and then the, the, once you like you mentioned how you heard the guy's voice tremble right and I was like oh maybe this isn't fake this is real you know and it's like we have conversations like this all the time and people always want to say and I know people are going to say it for this too but I don't think it's a race thing you can't tell me any I, I don't even want to under, I, can't, I can't even think of a situation for this cop to be that frustrated and that angry and pulling out your gun in that type of manner and talking to him in such a way, I don't think that anything is excusable for that. Especially, which he was right. I know my rights. I don't have to get out of the car unless given a reason to. And like the cop said, you're being detained for obstruction of justice. You're in a car. What was he obstructing? At a gas station. I wasn't getting it. And on top of that, he also didn't read him as his Miranda rights. But we also, right? Another thing that I want to touch on, you know, regardless of what your opinions are when it comes to military life and everything like that, right? If you want to fight for this country, go by all means, go ahead, do what you gotta do, support it, love it. Or if you're proud to be an American, be proud to be an American, I guess. <laughs> right? I think every time I hear black people that they want to fight for this country the question I automatically ask and I've, I know a lot of black men who are in the military a lot, I know I have a lot of guy friends who are in the military and I ask them all the same question you are fighting for a country that was built off of your ancestors backs you are fighting for a country that still doesn't give you any type of respect. They just allow you to feel like you have some type of respect and some type of standing in the society. But this was, system was never built for us. And we keep fighting for it. And we keep saying that hopefully it's going to change one day. But the only way for it to change is to dismantle it as a whole. Burn that whole entire bitch to the ground. But see, some people don't go to the military because they want to. Some people go to the military because that's their last reasons. That's their last resort to not being killed on the streets. Or like you said, financial reasons. Or even, I know people who go to the military for college solely. I know. I'm, and some of my guy friends go to the military because they said they want to find their purpose in life. But I still, it, no excuses. No, no reasoning makes sense to me enough. It's just, like, this video right here, it, it goes to show that you can't even serve this country without still being racially profiled, like. Because at the end of the day, if you black, you still black. At the end of the day, they still gonna look at you and be like, oh, that's a Negro. And, and people are, uh, like, for me, I still want to know why he was pulled over, but just observing the video, he didn't have any lights on the, lights, license plates on the car. 
to saying how they like they they didn't see the plates and he needed to move into the light he wasn't in the light so they couldn't see a back plate or a front plate or something like that and i'm like but you don't have to come at anybody like that because right there if you can't see the plate then he probably was assuming that it was stolen racially profiled and then when he was like i'm a vet he was like, you're a <coughs> veteran and there's a like four cops and one dude one guy they're all white and they are all i don't know it doesn't seem like they need him to get out they just want to control him but my thing is right you never like especially in jersey what i see a lot and what i mentioned today when i was driving three cops stopped one car three cops three cop cars two people in each car stopped one car how much do you have to feel like your life is in danger unless a militia pulls out of a clown car? He looked like a Roblox character. Like, so people, and I'm reading comments underneath the video, people are saying, oh, he totally got what he deserved because he didn't listen to the cops. As in, this is, a, this, this is actually a comment. Dude is completely non-compliant from the get-go and deserves everything he got. It is also completely within the rights of the police to order a person out of a vehicle at a traffic stop. SCOTUS ruled in Pennsylvania versus MIMS as such. Fighting to not be detained is also a crime. And you know, people always love to mention in certain cases, but if you're a really good lawyer or if you're someone who just studies law and knows about cases, there's one that always counteracts another. Well, and that uh, did the motherfucker who posted that message never drive 76 miles per hour, never drive 56 <laughs> miles per hour. Like there's a letter of the law. There's also a spirit of the law. Right. Now, like, are these people supposed to serve and protect? Are they like enforcing traffic laws to protect the public? Or are they like doing scare tactics? That, that guy who was holding that gun, he looks like he just got his police badge two months ago. He's never held his gun like this before. And he said, oh, this is my time to shine. And I do not want to hear about police reform. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. I do not want to hear about it. Honestly, it needs to happen, though, because we can't dismantle a system that won't even stop for a pandemic, won't even completely shut down for a pandemic. What is there to reform when the main problem is it's not the it's not the uniform and it's not the badge. It's the mentality it's that the they man. have. It's the man. It is the man. It's the it's what it is is the feeling of power. They put this on and they feel the power. That's the problem. And because you have that power, it goes with the egotistical mindset that you have of superiority that you think you have over all races, especially black people. But you know what? That but that also, that power runs in the bloodline of I'm a white person, you my slave. When and you know, I hate to say it, and like, I feel like as black people, we always have this conversation. What would you do if you were in this situation? Honestly, I would do the same. I would have told him I was scared to get out the car, but I think I would have gotten out of the car right before I was pepper sprayed, though. But I, to me, it's confusing. How do you want me to show you my hand while still getting out of the car when my seatbelt is on and the door is locked? And you're pulling on me to get out of the car. He's touching him. They would have to kill me. Like, that's to me, it's just 
so now all of a sudden because you see trauma trial and tribulation you have to pull your gun out and i don't want to hear you just go to trial and it'd be just like the, the Derek call oh yeah because he should he is suing oh, he is, I, his name I, is his I, name I, is he just there's no be a child's clear cut and dry you see the video you hear this there's no different angles there's no way that this video could be distorted or configured in a different manner put his behind in jail and don't give him no protection let him be with gangbangers let his, them show up his um name is lieutenant Caron nazario and he is of latin and african-american descent and he's that's cool he come to me hmm? Black people used to own slaves back in the day too. That no, that's just the dude who's in the car. Oh, yes. I thought you was trying to say about the, oh, the car. I was about to. Woo! He is suing for um, his. He's saying that his constitutional rights were violated and that race played a role. Congratulations! They still treated you like a regular black Negro in the streets. But you know what? That's all we have for this today's topic of come all white folks. But please head over to our Instagram and Twitter at Uncensored Boss FM and share your thoughts about everything that you heard from the video and what were your initial thoughts when you did see the video. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Uncensored with Boss FM. I'm your girl, Becca. You're also here with Kayla, and we are sadly but missing Joey. But we're about to head into our discussion of the day. Now, y'all, if you can't tell how I'm getting loud and excited, it's a little residual anger from our come on white folks. But I'm ready to put this passion into our discussion of the day. So, Kayla, let's get into it. Okay, so today we're talking about the martyr complex. But if you don't know what that is, it is... In other words, known as the victim complex. So what made me t- want to talk about this, um, you know, landing in my bed, thinking about my thoughts real deep, thinking about... <laughs> <laughs> um, From the dot. Um, it was... I came across this ideology that, you know, a guy that I was dating, somewhat, somehow, some way, if I came to him and simply just said, yo, what you did or what you said hurt my feelings I feel like that that statement is clear cut and dry and if you don't understand how what you said affected me let me explain it to you but every time I tried to do that somehow some way it always ended up back to him and how what I did to him made him act like that to me or everything that I was doing made him act like that giving up a a, a whole victim complex that he's always I guess a victim for whatever happened now Kayla I'm so glad that you brought that as an example but that's also I feel like that's not even just you're talking about an aspect of like you know that that relationship that intimate level this is with friends too right so even before we jump into that let me give you the, the, the full definition so we can both understand and be on the same page okay So broadly speaking, a person with victim complex believes that bad things are inevitable and will keep happening to them. Outside factors and circumstances are to be blamed. Nothing they do will bring about change or make any difference to anybody's life. So there is no point in trying. You want to know a funny thing? Rebecca in 2014 to 2016, that was me. 
So I, I don't, thought that everything that happened was an inconvenience for me. I thought it was because of everybody else, but that's because I mean I still have the problem where I think the world revolves around me, but it's because I realized I was just taking the attributes that my friends had. And I was copying those attributes because when I said, then once I graduated high school and I sat down, I really like really was just sitting down with myself and figuring out the person that I want to be when I go into college and a new environment. I don't know anybody. I realized there was a lot of things that I had to unlearn because I was friends with the same people since I was in elementary school. So I picked up those patterns, I picked up those habits, and I really had to sit there with myself and like, Rebecca, you need to unlearn this, like, rapidly. Because you're never going to find any type of happiness in the world if you're always thinking that your happiness or how upset and how angry you are are based off of what other people do to you. And realize that sometimes you are the problem. But see, honestly, I want to commend you on that because that right there is a lot. That takes a higher level of thinking that no one will ever do on their own. Yeah, but the thing is, it's not even just, like, a willpower. It's you wanting to have certain characteristics and traits within yourself that you have to develop. But I I, want to say that is, but it's also people will say that, but because they're only thinking one-sided, they will, I guess, persuade themselves into thinking that they have that trait. Oh, yeah, you have to definitely be open-minded. You have to be open to criticism. That's another thing. And, like, my biggest advice that I give to people, you can't ask for something that you want to see in somebody else if you can't see it within yourself. So how am I supposed to say I, I want to see someone who's a hustler and all I do is lay in my bed and don't do anything? Like, I, I don't deserve a person who has that cer- a certain type of hustle or grind if I can't even match that. So how I always say the sexiest thing that a man can have for me is having that one characteristic and trait of accountability. How can I say that I want that in somebody else if I can't do that for myself? If I can't hold myself accountable. But I feel like with that that whole victim complex, accountability is uh, foreign. It's very foreign. And I think when they're trying to learn accountability, it'll, it's kind of forced. Mm-hmm. They don't fully understand um, the whole, well, because of what I did, this is why you reacted like that. That cause and effect type of mentality is just always what the other person did to them is what it's going to be. Now, your example that you gave was absolutely perfect. And I was in my own situation where the guy I was talking to and I, you know how those people put that certain facade in the beginning? Or was the representation always for the, the representation. Like, that's why I was so like, Nick Cannon, yeah. He called, the sir called me a queen every day. He's like, you need to be treated like a, a goddess that you are, my melanin queen, my this, my that. And I was like, <laughs> baby, a queen? <laughs> shoot you get me a crown I get you a crown too right and every time he would do something wrong it would always turn into an argument of I'm trying to nitpick and I just don't want to see him be himself and when I tell you that used to irritate the mess out of me and and I remember the first time he did it to me I was I had to sit down I'm like maybe I did come at him a little too hard 
Betty me. Right, but that's the point of victim complex. They make sure that you sit there and think about your actions before you think about theirs. And this is when I knew I just could not do it anymore. When he, I'm just telling y'all the truth. We were out with his boys, and his boys were making jokes about like, "Oh, I'm gonna die. like, why I'm done smashing her? She gonna have to grab her clothes and dip." He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna do this and do that." Basically, like talking about like their experiences with this one girl. And the way his one friend was describing this, I'm like, that's disgusting. Like, how are you okay with that? But then sit there and say you want a relationship, but you so open to doing a female that dirty. And so I said to his boy, because I'm very vocal, I'm like, that's disgusting. I was like, first of all, imagine, I, I was like, imagine if that's, you have eight sisters. Imagine a dude doing all your sisters like that. And I better not even sit here, you run your mouth to fight not one of them. Because that is you. You are that man that they will end up having in life. Your father, your representation of him, sick and disgusting. You know, I went in. I went in because I was so mad. Then I was telling his boy, I was like, you need to realize who you keep around you is a representation of you sometimes. Mm-hmm. So if you want to sit there and tell that, remember why I said the facade of queen, this, that, da, da, da. That's when all the true colors started coming out because he was gassing, geeking. Like he was intrigued and focused in on that conversation. So when I brought it up, I said, and you're, you allow it. I was like, your representation is key of who you really are. I was like, this queen, goddess, melanin, beauty, all that is a facade. You're doing everything to make sure that everybody sees you as this book that they want to open. But once you open the story, let me tell you your critique. Trash. As soon as I said that, here comes the waterworks. You just don't understand those my boys since birth you don't understand my life you just always want to come for me and talk about what i do wrong but never want to talk about what you're doing i said what i do wrong mm-hmm. you just don't want to listen how are you going to tell me i'm doing something wrong and me being a communicator i take what you said and i ask you questions based off what you said Oh my gosh, stop. Because I do that. But then it's like, oh, you're asking too many questions. Why can't you just take it for what it is and for what I said? Why? Because your actions don't match up with your words. So now I have to ask more questions to make sure I'm getting the clarification that I need. No, girl, because they be trying to be a fake philosopher and act like they went and got a degree in philosophy and they're going to try and convince you and tie your words into a whole um, Boy Scout knot as if they making a point. But no, baby, I'm a great untire. We gonna get back to the beginning and the end of that night. But they get they get so frustrated. So that's when it's it's tiring. And and honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm tired. Um I'm very tired at this point because it's like, bro, I like you, but you can't understand for the living shits of me that what you do to me is what makes me react. And, you know, I used to never believe in the phrase, like, oh, maybe they just got grown up to do. But honestly, there's a mental maturity. Like, you mentioned with me, not a lot of people do what I do. I decided to, I matured mentally for myself. There's one thing of maturing physically, being grown, having facial hair and everything. But if you cannot grow and develop mentally, you will always stay stagnant, which is a lot of reasons why these people play victim because they are stagnant in life 
and don't see themselves going anywhere because they're stagnant. They want people to dwell with them on that stagnant level. Or what it is, it won't even be that, but the people, like you said, the friends that you keep are a representation. Your friends will co-sign. Mm-hmm. Don't tell mm-hmm. you when you're wrong. Or it can even go with your family. Doing I was that. just about to say, and the main one it, it, it comes from, they mama. Mm-hmm. They'll hear their mother saying, well, because you did this, now I got to do this. I got to do that. Basically making that person feel like making you feel bad. Because now you're hearing like, oh, because of my actions now, this is what's happening to her. Mm -hmm. So now what do you do? You know? Learn that trait and you carry it on. And you realize that because of that, it's easy to manipulate. A victim mindset is all about manipulation at the end of the day, too. That's really it. As long as you got somebody that you could keep going in that circle with you and they don't jump out. Because the one thing that I will always remember what he said was, everybody leaves me. So I asked him one time, well, why don't you leave toxic situations when you know it's a toxic situation? Oh, because I see the good in it. How if you know it's toxic? And I hate using that word toxic. See, I, I would if you see what I would have said to him is, okay, just because my favorite cheeseburger rapper is in the I said that doesn't make sense. Like I think I really think that you stay so you can carry on the narrative that everyone leaves you. Mm. I think that's what it is. So he can. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. It, I was just gonna say it, it. It looks good on his part for when he meets the new perspective that, damn, everyone left him. Well, I'm not gonna be the one that leaves him because I'll be there. I'm loyal. In my, in my case, one thing, like, when I was telling him that, I was like, first of all, that are not, like, your friends are talking like that. Like, I cannot trust you because you're, you're putting on a fake person. You're putting on a character. And you want me to be in love with that character. So when you start acting like your regular self, I can't sit there and leave you because I'm st- I feel like I'm attached to you. Yo, and it's because you fell in love with the what you thought they were, not what they are. So now you're like, damn, I can get him to go back to that. Let me just keep complaining and preaching to him. Yeah, how exactly. And then it's like, because you're always put in that victim situation where you're just now feeling bad because you're like, you know what? Maybe he was showing me who he truly was and I just wasn't trying to see that. You know, you start second guessing yourself. You know, when it comes to the like the victim mentality, it's all about having that person second guess themselves to make sure that they see it from your perspective. And in my case, what he did was... When I was telling him about his friends and everything, and I was telling him that I don't trust him and stuff like that, he was like, well, duh, dog, how are you going to say you can't trust me? And I told you from the beginning, I have trust issues, and that's what you're going to go to say to me? Yeah. And then I was looking at this TikTok, and she basically broke down the whole thing, the trust issues. I don't know if you saw it. Was it that white lady? Yes, the white girl. She's like, you know, well, this is what my therapist said to me, and I realized that she deserves a big butt. She's like, sometimes it's not even the fact. She's like, it's not even the fact that you have trust issues. It's because you've seen a pattern and you've realized that pattern, and now you this is your response to trauma. You have a trauma response. This is PTSD. And I was like, oh. I'm not gonna use that as an excuse because I feel like that's gonna that's gonna make that. I feel like her telling me that could make me into like that. Go back to my little victim mentality. But <laughs> my question is, where do you think of like this whole mindset, this victim complex? Where does it come from? Where does it stem from? Like, do you think it's when, once they face the trauma that 
they've learned that so now every time they go to try something new they're stuck in that way because of this PTSD that they have I think it's um, a lack of reassurance and I feel like it's it's a lack of reassurance for themselves so what they do is they manipulate you to make sure that that assurance is always coming back that they always have some like they they can co-sign their own emotions for them like you can co-sign their own emotions and another thing I think it is is like you can have high confidence within yourself but a low self-esteem definitely I agree with that because I I feel like at one point in my life I definitely when I was on stage dancing I had high confidence and people saw me as this one person but deep down inside I didn't I didn't I, I didn't have that and I knew I didn't right because you just portray yourself to be a certain way or you know a lot of guys that you end up like you know you interact with and stuff like that they show like we mentioned they show themselves to be one way and that's not who they are so if they if you see them oh he's like tough he's macho he's this but deep down he's really just a big baby he's struggling with himself internally so now what do you do to make sure that you're struggling to show that you're struggling with yourself um, internally and to make yourself feel better you want to have people sit there and look at you in a certain light still so then you're gonna sit there and talk to them you're gonna be like right but you don't understand me but in all honesty you don't understand yourself just mm-hmm. the thing but on that note that is all that we have today for our discussion of the day Head on over to our Instagram and Twitter at UncensoredBossFM and let us know what you guys think about the whole victim complex. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Uncensored with Boss FM. I'm your girl, Becca, and you're also here with Kayla. And instead of doing our sports today, we're going to head into an episode of Flashbacks with B&J. So let's get into it. Welcome to Flashback with B&J. I'm Becca, the B in it. And I am Joey, the J. Ooh, you saw we like PB&J, but B&J. <laughs> <laughs> And well, if you PB don't know what PB&J stands for, well, PB and J stands for Party Boy Joey. But I didn't want to tell y'all that. So. Boy, bye. That sounds <laughs> PB and J stands for a delectable peanut infused sandwich with a jelly reduction. Okay. Excuse me. Don't hate. It's, haters, listen. Haters never prosper. It's not. Truthers always win. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But y'all, if you are just tuning into a flashback with B&J, this is where we talk about something that's happened in the past that you guys never heard our take on. So for today, we're going to start off with the iconic beef between Meek Mill and Drake. Y'all, this one, I was all into it. Just know that. (laughs) So let's... What happened? So this is where it all started. And it all started with a tweet as many rap beefs do nowadays. So basically, Meek Mill posted on Twitter, stop comparing Drake to me. He don't write his own raps. Right? And he wrote that on July 22nd, 2015. And he said, this is why he ain't tweet my album because we found out. 
And then Meek Mill also took to Twitter to call out Drake for not writing his own raps, claiming Drake like didn't promote him basically. Um, dreams worth more than money because he and his team found out that Drake used a ghostwriter, which a lot of people do. But anyway, <laughs> Meek Mill spilled more hate by pointing out that Drake is way out of um, way out of it compared to. Um, Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole and he continues to, to say that he would have taken out Drake's verse off of D DWTM collaboration, Rico and he said that he if he would have known that Drake didn't write, him, write it himself, which I don't understand how that even matters right, and so basically Hot 97's Funk Flex de debuted an alleged reference to a track to Drake's 10 bands by um, Quentin Miller. And then Flex claims that according to Vibe, that someone from OVO sent him the track and that the date of the record is unknown and the song has been deleted from SoundCloud. So then Meek Mill joined Nicki Minaj on stage for her The Pink um, Print Tour. And then basically, it's when he decided to shout out Drake, saying... I was just in a, I was just a upset as a fan. Shout out to Drake. Let him be great in his own motherfucking lanes. He great in the, his own motherfucking lanes. He's great in. And I was like uh, shady because I remember when that first came out. And he said he did he did end up apologizing to his, um, Nicki Minaj because he was dating Nicki Minaj at the time. Nicki Mill and Nicki Minaj were dating around that time. Just to be clear. I want to give a special apology shout out to Nicki Minaj for my crazy ass going crazy on Twitter. And then during uh, his like during his two hour beats um, OVO sound radio show on Saturday, July twenty fifth in two thousand fifteen, Drake unleashed a song allegedly aimed at Meek Mill titled Char "Charged Up," and he's like, "Niggas snitching on this without interrogation. I stay silent because we at war. I am very patient. Six God is watching." And then he basically was saying, also he he also said done doing favors for people because it ain't like I need the money. I make off a feature. I see you niggas having trouble going gold, turning into some and so <laughs> and no one and no one knows. And then basically that's when um, on July 27th Funk Flex again premieres Meek Mill's famous diss track song. And then Drake makes his own diss track song back to back. Now Joe let me tell you this when this whole beef was happening my friends and I were divided because you know I had to ride for the dark skinned king I was oh like, lord I knew she was gonna do that Ooh. no 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 I had to I had to I had to like Joey when I say I had to like it was a must why I'm like nah cause at why this you point to? you said why I had to why you had to because I gotta support and ride for my own skin tones. Like, I feel like Drake already has all the clout, and I'm like, oh, because Meek Mill is dark skinned, he probably not gonna get the appreciation like he should. But he disappointed me. I've never been so upset in my life. That same man who made Dreams and Nightmare, who I can, I can rap that song word for word, battle me. Like, that's how good I can sing that song, well, rap that song. And then when Drake came out with Back to Back, and he was like, is this your girl's tour or a world tour? And I was like, ooh, 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 not the shade. I, I, I like Drake like way better than I do Meek Mill. That's what I said. I think, I think, around that time, though, Meek Mill was coming out with hit after hit after hit. And I loved almost every song of his. 
almost every song. You like you couldn't even convince me that one of his songs were bad. But after he did that stupid junk with Drake, I never saw him the same. And then, but then he came out with Save Me. And what's the other song? Oh my god, I don't remember the other song. But that that album was fire. That album was fire. He had that. And that one dropped in like, I want to say 2017, 20 yeah, 2017 maybe. I still, I still don't feature. I still don't feature. Even when he did the he went he did the 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 versus battle, right? Who, Drake? No. Meek Mill. Uh, I'm not sure. Wait, Yeezy? Not Yeezy. No. Yeezy? I don't think that he would have did a versus battle at all. I don't think he we, did. We gonna find that out. I think he did. Let me pull it up. I don't think so. I don't think so. But honestly, when it came to them, I feel like a lot of people automatically have beef with Drake, especially around that whole time. Because Drake, first off, he came from Degrassi. So nobody really gave him much attention or clout. And all he was known for was Degrassi. But I remember when he came out with, oh my God, um, you already know those, the only live ones. That's a lot of niggas y'all really about it every day, every day, every day. Like, we see on of it, we already play every day, every day, fucking everybody. They don't. What? That was my song. Oh, it was Gucci. Okay, it was Gucci Man. My bad. But no, even still, um, Meek Mill really is not anything that I know. Uh, and then even now seeing that shows why it's, it's just too much Just Drake don't need the cloud although granted yes he was in the grass and I used to watch the grass I love the grass, I love the grass. but I like what he's doing now I like the music that he comes out with even when he hit his son I can understand why he did that ah, stop it stop it stop I can understand why I can I, listen stop it I can understand why he did that, Lord. And why do you understand why he did it? Because I'm not understanding. Because sometimes kids don't want to be out. You don't want to put your kids out in the public. Especially when you got... He was ashamed of that kid. He wasn't ashamed of that kid. Yes, he was. He did not want the world to know about that kid. And then when um, Pusha T told the world about that kid, man. Man. Out there now, dead beat of the century. <laughs> that beat Jesus. <laughs> no, nah, back to this whole drama. I honestly, during this whole thing, I low key felt bad for Nicki Minaj because I feel like a lot of people thought it wasn't just because of that tweet. A lot of people thought that it was probably some secret beef happening with Nicki Minaj that Drake did not like Meek Mill for. Right. And a lot of people thought that. And I remember when that was like, I, I forgot, I think it was E! News or something. They made that part of the storyline. And everybody was like, even I was like, how do you take music beef into a, a three-way a relationship trouble? Because <laughs> they can't, they, they, they can't tie one together. They just are all over the place. But, but I'm, still, I'm still going to rep Drake. That's just it. <sighs> Whatever. I don't understand why and I don't listen. If that's what you choose to do, so be it. I mean, I'll, I will go for Drake now. But during that rap battle... You're still on the bandwagon. Who was going on the bandwagon? I said you're still on the bandwagon. You just said that you would... No, 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 no. I would give Drake his accolades. I heard what you I was said. My, I was putting all my coins into Meek Mill with the disses, and he disappointed. You about to make me bust out my patty. You said the who the patty? I said you about to make me bust out my patty. 
Patty LaBelle. Mm-hmm. Let me hear. I heard, I heard what you're saying. <laughs> Yo, you know what? And on that note, that is all for flashbacks with B and J. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Uncensored Boss FM to stay up to date and share your opinions with us. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Uncensored with Boss FM. It's your girl Kayla here with Becca. And if you're just tuning into the show, it's okay. But you've missed the show. We're about to give you this nifty um, wrap up and give you what you missed. So in the first hour, we talked about how the head of the, the NYC BLM chapter is basically being audited because she just bought a $3 million on, this is her fourth home that she has bought for the luxury home and it's worth $3 million. So people are like really concerned of where the money from the organization is going. Definitely, definitely. We also talked about Janet Jackson's wardrobe malfunction at the 2004 Super Bowl. So the stylist who styled Janet Jackson at that time basically said that Justin Timberlake set that up because at this time he was dating Britney Spears and he wanted to updo her own performance that she had in the previous show before his. We also talked about Nick Cannon and how he has revealed that he has a set of twins on the way, but his baby moms are all kind of like scattered, miscellaneous, <laughs> should I say. I think Mariah Carey going to be there in the baby mama link up. <laughs> Mariah Carey is too much of a diva to, to partake in that ghetto street. I don't care how rich he is. We, oh, go ahead. We also talked about Travis Barker and how he got Kourtney Kardashian's name tattooed on his chest. Mind you, sir already looks like a canvas painting. <laughs> we had a good come on white folks and how we discussed the viral video of the army veteran um, interaction with the police officers that pepper sprayed him and assaulted him. Uh, that was a lot to unpack there, so... And we also had a wonderful discussion of the day where we talked about victim mentality and how a lot of people that we interact with every day have this mentality. And we also had a wonderful spring segment with your girl, Becca. Yes, that's M-E, me. <laughs> and we talked about some fun activities to do in the spring, but pandemic style. Yes, and on that note, if you want to hear more about what we had to say today, make sure you head on over to the Boss FM app and listen to our podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Uncensored Boss FM. We hope to hear from you same time, same place tomorrow, Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. here on the Boss One Network and the the Boss FM Next channels. It's been real. It's your girl Kayla here with Becca. Peace and out, y'all. We're missing Joey. We're missing Joey. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>